What an honor to be here today. It's really a blessing for me. I'm always refreshed, you know, listening to Pastor Steve and Pastor Jessica. These are, I mean, my wife and I, we are deeply in love with this couple. They are really, really part of our family. We love them to bits. And for me, I think this is the, if you ask me, well, you might say I'm biased and I love my bias like that. This is the best church in all of, you know, New Jersey. And I can, I can vouch for that because I know those who are in charge. It is really an honor for me. I'm really honored uh, to be here with you today. It's a blessing, Pastor Steve. Thank you. And God bless you for inviting me over Pastor Jessica. I mean, it's really a blessing to have, uh, to be with you, actually. This is really a blessing for me. I listen to your pastor and uh, Pastor uh, Steve and Pastor Jessica. I listen to them every single week. <laughs> every single week. The messages that you feast on, I also feast on them. And so it is always good to be home, you know. So I feel like I'm actually at home. This is my church as well. Amen. And it's really a blessing for me to be here today. This uh, morning for you and almost evening for me, uh, I would want to share with you a message. Uh, which is really close to my heart. And I want to talk about, uh, you know, something I've titled, Lord, send me. Lord, send me. And I want to um, give you a bit of a quick background and then we read maybe a, a verse or two and then we look at it from the you know, biblical point of view. What has God been doing in the life of his people or in his dealing with humanity what has God been doing from Genesis all through uh, out the Bible? We sure do know that Christ is the center of the word. Uh, there is no way we can, you know, exegete on scripture without Christ right at the heart of scripture. There is simply no way. Now, having said that, we see a very unique thing that God began to do in his dealing with mankind. In the book of Genesis, we see how that he appears, first of all, to Noah. And the very first time we see God coming into town and dealing with mankind was with Noah. And he speaks to Noah, go build me an ark. And Noah responds and says, well, Lord, send me. Noah goes, builds the ark. By the way, that is a very unique ark Noah built. Who builds a boat with a gate, the door to the side? Who does that? You've got to be, you, you, you have to be mad to build a boat with a door on the side. Because water is going to get in. No one does that. You enter a boat down, up, down, not through the side. And yet, God instructed Noah with specific dimensions of the boat. And the door to the boat had to be at the side. The Bible said, I love it. Zachariah 12, 10. They will look up unto him whom they have pierced. Who was pierced on the side? And blood and water came out. You and I proceeded from that side of the Lord and that blood cleansed us. And we see a typology of that in the ark that Noah built. And that ark was for others. Noah responded to that call when God sent him, Lord, send me. Still in the book of Genesis, we see how God appears to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12. And calls him out of his father's house. His father, Terah, you know, had no clue what was happening. And God says to Abraham, Abraham at the time, you got to leave this place, the land of Ur, go to a place where I will send you. And God says to Abraham, I will bless you and in you shall the nations of the earth be blessed. Abraham responds, Lord, send me. 
Now, all throughout scripture, we come again to, you know, Exodus, beautiful scripture in Exodus, how Moses encountered the Lord in Exodus chapter 3. He sees something magical, almost. The bush is burning. There's a fire in the bush, but the bush isn't getting scathed, isn't getting bent. Moses appears, goes closer to the bush, the burning bush, and God speaks. Moses, I need to send you to Pharaoh. Go and let him know. Let my people go. Moses, after back and forth, he responds, Lord, send me. He goes, gets the job done. And we see again, if you move through scripture, you know, Leviticus. Lord, the Lord God is looking for someone to send again. To take charge of the ordinances. To take charge of the worship, temple worship. Who must I call to be part of this? Aaron and his sons. They must do the temple service for me. Aaron and his sons. Lord, send me. Numbers, where we see the Jews in their military formation, almost in a regimented manner, how they orderly went through the wilderness with the tribes around the ark, the ark in the center, and how they moved through you know, the wilderness to where God was sending them. Moses responded to the call, brought them in that order, and led them to where they ought to be. Moses responded to that call, Lord, send me. Deuteronomy. Well, Deuteronomy simply means deal. Deal. From the word deal, we have the English word duo or dual, meaning two or second. Onomos is the word law. So Deuteronomy simply means the second reading of the law. And God needed to send someone to remind his people about this law. Who responded to the second reading of the law? Moses, Lord, send me. What do we see beautifully in the book of Joshua after Moses dies? God comes to town. Now my servant Moses is dead. Joshua, I need you to go lead my people. Joshua responds, Lord, send me. Isn't it beautiful that when you move from there even to the book of Ruth, we see how that, you know, well, before Ruth in the book of Judges, we see how that Joshua then dies and God is looking for someone to send. The people of Israel, they are crying, Lord, who shall go for us to go and fight this battle against the Philistines? Who is going to go and do this job for us? And God comes to town and says, Judah shall go up. Judah responded, Lord, send me. In the book of Ruth, you all know the story. How that this gentleman by name Elimelech and his wife, Naomi, leaves and they go to Moab how that their sons, you know, Malon and Chilion, got married to two, you know, Moabite, Moabiteses, as the scripture calls them in the King James. <laughs> One called, you know, Ruth and the other called Opa. How that the sons died, Elimelech also dies, and, and Naomi wants to return, and Opa returns back to her people. But Ruth said, permit me not to return. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. They get into the land of, 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 of Jerusalem. Uh, Naomi is sending Ruth, go to Boaz. And God is looking for someone to send. Boaz becomes the kinsman redeemer. Lord, send me. Throughout scripture, we again see, if you come down all the way to, you know, first and second Samuel, beautiful. How that God realizes that I need a change. My servant Eli hasn't been helpful here. His sons haven't been helpful here. So Samuel, I need someone to send. God calls a young lad, Samuel. 
he runs to Eli. Calls him again, Samuel. He runs to Eli. Samuel, Samuel. If he speaks to you again, let him know. Master, speak. For thy servant heareth. Samuel responded, Lord, send me. In the book of Kings, we see how that the Lord is looking for men of integrity. Men who would be committed to his cause. Who will lead his people in the way that they ought to be led. And the kings responded, God, send me. Some failed along the way. Let people in, let Israel into idolatry. A few were faithful in their, in their relationship with the Lord. Responding to the call, Lord, send me. Then Chronicles, we see almost the same repeated over there. Well, by the way, if you want to see the historical facts of the kings, you read that in the book of Kings, First and Second Kings. If you want to know why some of the issues happened in Kings, then Chronicles gives you the, those answers as to the hows and the whys. You discover those in Chronicles. Beautifully, then we go into the various other scriptures. Ezra, Ezra the scribe, where we can put together Ezra and Nehemiah. Because around the same time, we've got Esther, we've got an Ezra, the scribe, Nehemiah, you know, and also the likes of Zerubbabel, the governor. God leading these about 50,000 Jews back to Jerusalem. And they responded to the call, Lord, send me. They went and restored the walls of Jerusalem, restored the temple worship, and God was at work among them. Lord, send me. Esther is placed in the palace by his uncle, Mordecai. Mordecai sends Esther into the palace of the king, King Ataxes, or King Ahasuerus, as the King James Version would say. And when the time came for Esther to arise, ah, Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Lord, send me. Throughout scripture, we see God asking for someone to send. We see men responding to the call. From Genesis all through our scripture, we see God. And if you go all the way to the poetic books, we see again how that these poetic prophets responded to the call of God. And then something special happened. And we are going to read that now. From Genesis all through to this portion of scripture, we do not see the nature of God. We don't see him revealing himself. We don't see angels with wings and all sorts of mighty manifestations. So we don't see fire and thunderings. We, we, we might see a little bit of this in the kings with, with, with Elijah. But we don't see God in all of his nature manifesting himself. And the first time God did so, he revealed himself to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6. And I want us to read Isaiah chapter 6. From verse 1 all the way down. Isaiah says, in the year that King King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out. While the temple was filling with smoke, then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among the people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he he took from the altar with tongues. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this 
has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. Verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. So in this portion of scripture, God now reveals himself in his power. He reveals himself in all of his glory. Seraphim, cherubim, all the mighty, the mighty God, the almighty king of kings. His, his terrible presence appears. And Isaiah sees this in the vision. And the first word that the voice of the Lord spoke, I need to send someone. I need to send someone. Isaiah responded, Lord, send me. We see Jeremiah responding to the call, Lord, send me. We see Ezekiel also seeing very similar vision of God. Ezekiel chapter 1 and Ezekiel chapter 10. And Ezekiel responded to the call, Lord, send me. All the prophets until Malachi prophesied and they all responded, Lord, send me. And when God decided to take it a step further, first he spoke and asked for someone to send. Second, he appears in the wild vision unto the prophets, beginning from Isaiah, and he spoke the first word, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Isaiah says, Lord, send me. And in the New Testament, he takes it a notch further and decides to come down in a way we can relate to. He comes in the form of man, Jesus our Lord. Oh, the centerpiece of the word, Jesus our Lord. God descends upon man walks upon the earth, feels our pain, feels our sorrows, walks upon this earth like you and I. Someone we can relate to, someone we can feel, we can touch, we can handle. He comes and walks among us, lives with us. And the Bible said he appointed 12. He appointed 12. Why did he appoint them? For what reason did he appoint them? Why would he come and appoint Others, for why, for, for what purpose, why did he do so? The answer is in the word. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. Mark chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible said he appointed the 12 so that they would be with him, number one, and so that he might send them to preach, number two. So God coming down now in the form of flesh and blood, like you and like me. He appoints men and he gives them two missions. Number one, be with me. Number two, I'm going to send you. They responded, Lord, send me. Now, let's come to you and to me. By the grace of God, you are with him. You have fulfilled the first part for which you are called. <laughs> he appointed them that they might first be with him and second to send them. You and I have responded to the first call to be with him. Thank God you are in a good church. Thank God you have Jesus in your heart as Savior and Lord. Thank God you are fellowshipping with the Lord. Thank God you are not in the temple of idols. You are with him. You are with him. However, he did not just call us to be with him. He called us to be with him but the cry of his heart is still, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? It is time we responded to that call and say, Lord, send me. 
Lord, send me. It is time we say, Lord, here I am, send me. In the scriptures, we see how that the Lord in his personality as man begins to send. He begins to send. He begins to send. He is given a foretaste of what it is that we are to do for him after he is resurrected and ascended. He is beginning to give us a foretaste. So he is sending the disciples. Go and do this. Go. Luke chapter 9, he sends the 12. Luke chapter 10, he sends the 70. He is sending them. He is sending them. He is sending them. He is sending them. Ladies and gentlemen, the beauty of it all, when he died, shed his precious blood for you and for me. When they resurrected, the very last words of a man that is about to leave the earth, he says in Matthew 28, 18 to 9 to 20, Go ye therefore, go ye therefore, go ye therefore. He's looking for you to go. He's looking for you and for me to go. He's sending you and he's sending me to go. He wants us to go out there with a passion of a man who has shed his blood for us. He wants us to go with a hunger. Lord, send me. Let that be our heart's cry. Lord, send me. And then we see a beautiful parable. Matthew 21, verse 28 to 32. How that he talks about two sons. The father says to one, go do this for me. He says, yes, I go. And never went. And the second son Oh, I'm not going to go. But later he changed his mind. He changed his mind and went. And the Lord said, who did the father's will? Was it the one who said, I'm going to go and never went? Or was it the one who said, ah, I'm not quite sure I can do this. I'm not quite sure I'm going to do this. But later he changed his mind and went. Oh, my prayer, my prayer, my prayer is you and I will be among those who rise up to say, Lord, I will go. Lord, I'm going to go. You are sending me. I'm going to go. Lord, send me. We will be among those who will say, Lord, send me. Now, why is it important for us to go? He did not commit the ministry of reconciliation unto angels. It is interesting to see that in the book of, Mark, in the book of Acts chapter 10, when he appears, an angel of the Lord appears unto Cornelius, who is hungry for God, who has been faithful in, in giving alms, who has been praying day and night, in fastings and in prayer, seeking the God of Israel. The angel of the Lord appears to him. I would have thought that he would say to him, Jesus is risen for you. I would have thought that the angel would say to him, be born again. I would have thought that the angel would say to him, Come, there is water and be baptized. I would have thought that the angel would say to him, Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he would begin to speak in tongues. I would have thought that the angel would minister the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. All of all the good things, the beautiful things that we experience. I would have thought the angel of the Lord, coming straight from heaven, would do the work of the ministry. This angel says to Cornelius, Go and call somebody by name Peter. He is in the Tanner's house, Simon the Tanner's house, in Joppa by the seaside. And send someone. Peter comes and ministers the, the, the gospel of salvation to this house. Peter responded to the call. Lord, send me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my prayer. That you and I will recognize that this ministry of reconciliation, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 downwards, has been given unto you and unto me. And that he has cried, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? 
that you and I will respond and say, Lord, here I am, here I am, send me. I am not going to sit down anymore. I'm not going to rest on my oars anymore. I'm going to make myself uncomfortable so that I can send the word out there and draw others out of the fire and pull them out of the miry clay and bring them into the saving knowledge of our Lord. Lord, send me. Let that be your prayer right now. Please, bow down your heads with me. And I need you to begin to say a prayer. Lord, I need grace. I need grace. I brought you only a brief message today to stir up someone's spirit. And I hope by now the spirit of the Lord is doing something in the heart of someone. It is time we arose as a people. If this church will grow, if this church will make an impact in New Jersey, then you and I, we've got a duty. We've got a work to do. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. I need to pray for grace. Lord, let there be a stirring in my heart. Lord, let there be a stirring by your spirit within me. Let there be a stirring. Hey, let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. May I see the agency of the hour. May I see the time is now. Not tomorrow. Not the day after. The time is now. Lord, send me. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. Lord, send me. Oh, let that be someone's prayer right now. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. The, the work of the Lord in your mouth is for friends, is for relatives, is for associates, is for our neighbors, and it's also for kids. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. In whatever capacity, wherever we are, we are able to carry this message of the gospel with a passion to draw others into the kingdom. When you meet someone on the street, the first thing that comes to you is it that is it their soul? Do their soul speak to your heart? Does something stir up within you? Lord, send me. Let that be someone's cry. Father, may I feel your heartbeat. May I feel your heartbeat. May I feel your pain. You are looking for someone to send. Lord, here I am. Send me. Father, I pray for New Jersey ICC. Lord, I pray and I ask for grace, grace for us to arise. Grace to do the work of the kingdom. Grace to do the work of the ministry. Not to rest on our oars. Not to be those that receive only. But those who make ourselves uncomfortable. In these times, uh, for a short work with the Lord do upon the earth. And so, Lord, make us, make us arise. Oh, Father, for it is you that worketh in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And so, Father, work within us. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. Let there be a stirring. Let your spirit do something spectacular in our lives as a church in ICC. Uh, do something new. Do something new. Bring about a stirring in our hearts. A stirring that this week, this week, make us restless. Make us restless until we respond to your call. You are looking for me to send, Lord, I am here. Here I am. You are looking for a church in New Jersey. Lord, here we are. Here we are as ICC. Oh, Father, make us go. Let it be, Lord. Let it be. Here I am. Here I am. Send me. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. Have your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We call it done. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I hope you've been blessed. Uh, as I am always blessed when I come to visit uh, this house, this is also my house. Amen. God bless you. And I hope to see you again some other time. My love to all of you. Over to you, Pastor Steve. God bless you.
Amen. Amen. Well, I'll send us.